ACEC is pleased to announce that the early bird deadline for the upcoming private market symposium on commercial and residential real estate has been extended until Wednesday, February the 9th. That's right, there's still time to register and save in the process. To attend this unique event, specifically designed for specialists in land development and engineering, taking place in Scottsdale, Arizona on March 3rd and 4th. If you're engaged in the real estate market, there's no better place to get up-to-date information on economic trends in the real estate industry and trade information with your peers. Again, March 3rd and 4th in Scottsdale, Arizona. To learn more and register, go to www.acec.org. Welcome to Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. Uh, this week, we are very honored to be welcoming into our offices, and it's nice to actually be back in an office, our newly um, elected and uh, soon to be brought into the fold XCOM members, our new XCOM members, uh, for orientation and uh, two days of uh, intensive <laughs> departmental briefings and kind of getting the crash course on ACEC and how it's set up. And I'm very pleased to welcome and say aloha uh, for, to the wintry tundra that is Washington, D.C. right now, uh, Janice uh, Marsters. And very pleased to have you uh, join us today. Uh, congratulations. And um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your firm, and how you kind of got involved with ACEC. Thank you, Jeff. Um, well, I've been involved with ACEC almost my entire professional career, uh, which has been in in Hawaii. And um, I work there for um, Haley and Aldrich, mm-hmm. um, a geotech environmental firm, and manage their Hawaii Pacific operations. Um, so I'm a senior principal with the firm, uh, have been with them for about six years now. And... Um, Yes, as I mentioned, um, I've been involved with, uh, started out as a committee member with ACEC Hawaii more than 25 years ago, and um, have been involved on both the uh, state and national levels uh, for pretty much my entire career. At at what point in your journey with ACEC did you decide that um, volunteer leadership was something that you wanted to get involved with? Well, I think, um, you know, I do a lot of volunteer work, both on the professional side and on the personal side, uh, always have had good role models in, in my parents that way. And um, so, I, I, you know, I've been um, uh, involved with ACEC Hawaii for a long time, uh, really enjoy the, the professional um uh, networking and um, educational opportunities that ACEC Hawaii and National provide um, have always felt that the organization is so important to our industry. I've been very involved in lobbying and risk management activities. I think um, really the organization is um, crucial to our industry in those ways and um, have really uh, you know, it's been very important to my career. I tell people often that I feel ACEC Hawaii in particular built my career uh, in Hawaii. What do you think is the, the one thing that sets ACEC apart and is kind of unique in terms of a value proposition uh, for firms that are, 
you know, of let's say a small size firm that's mm-hmm. engaged in the geo uh, geotechnical market. Um, what would you say would be the most salient value proposition that would make them consider joining ACEC? Well, when I started out in ACEC Hawaii, I was in a small, fir- a very small firm, a twenty-person single office firm, and um, we were very active and involved. And we definitely saw the value in just professional networking, but also for a firm our size that didn't, you know, have the resources to have a big HR department, didn't have the resources for for uh, in-house counsel. Mm-hmm. Um, just the education for the principals and the senior staff on risk management, business practices um, were really crucial, I think, yeah. uh, for the success of our small firm. And, and, and of course, the business networking side, ACEC Hawaii is very active and um, really, um, you know, we're, we're crucial to our business. What, with coming on in, in 2022, this is a, an interesting year. Um, and we have this massive bill, this um, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act now signed into law. You know that creates a lot of opportunities, but then it presents a lot of challenges for our industry. Coming in with this environment, what do you think is is probably the biggest opportunity we have right now as an industry? Well, I think certainly the attention paid to infrastructure and the importance of infrastructure and how um, our infrastructure challenges um, hamper our economy. Um, I think that the attention uh, that's being given to infrastructure is very important and will, you know, will um, help us uh, showcase the value of our industry um, and, and, and hopefully, um, you know, what our firms bring to the table uh, in that um, effort will help boost our economy. Now on the flip side, of course, is the challenge. Um, What do you see as the the biggest challenge that we're going to face here? I think, um, our biggest challenge is um, uh, staff resources. Um, you know, we are just finding it. You'd, you'd think it'd be easy to find people to move to Hawaii, right? <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, you know, I think no matter where your office is located and where your firm uh, practices, you're finding it difficult to find talent mm-hmm. now. And um, uh, I think you know, we have a lot of uh, advocacy still to do on immigration and um, and and making sure that we have enough engineers going into the into the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's going to be a big focus, I think, of this year is is trying to broaden that pipeline and create the ability for talent to stay. And of course, work with firms on on strategies to retain the talent mm-hmm. and to attract talent because. You know, we were talking to Ralph Guida a little bit earlier, and, you know, he made the point of saying, you know, engineering isn't, you know, the old school drafting table pocket protector kind of thing. We mm-hmm. are, it's very high tech now. And there's so many people who are looking at, um, you know, with the skill set, with that STEM background, even if they're not specifically software engineers, there are a lot of startups and there are a lot of, you know, Silicon Valley companies that want that thought mm-hmm. process. Yes. And, um, you know, what do you think is, you know, from your example, perspective as a firm leader mm-hmm. i mean you know how do you think we can get people to say yes consulting engineering is something that i want to do well i think it's um 
you know, you have to make it, I think, look like a place that they can see themselves advancing, that they can see avenues for um, career development. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people, you know, young people aren't interested anymore in just being a cog in the wheel. They want to know that they have value in an organization, that they can see development of their career. And um, those are the kinds of things that um, I find attract pe- young people. Mm-hmm. To, to our business. And, you know, I think you, um, you also, if you're a firm, have to look at how you're attracting um, uh, groups that may not traditionally have come to our business, or at least on the consulting side. You know, um, I think there are, uh, if it's not 50% or almost 50% women yeah. uh, graduating from colleges, but not a lot of them go into consulting practice. and Or, or um, stay in the practice or, once or they join. Exactly, or stay in after a few years. And we, ha- you know, we have to make that uh, more attractive to, the, you know, to, to women, to people of color, um, so that they, f- they see uh, places for themselves to go in, the organi- in, in their companies and, um, and um, uh, you know, know that um, that it's that it's a place for them. So, coming in um, to XCOM, yes. And um, what do you, in your mind, is probably the biggest accomplishment you want to, you know, have uh, at, at 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 your term? Uh, looking back, you know, kind of going to the future, looking back and saying. Yes, I moved the needle. I was able to get something done. Mm-hmm. Is there something that really you want to make sure is 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 a highlight of your work on on XCOM? Well, I think um, for me, I've always been interested in the interaction between na- the national organization and the state MOs, uh, member organizations. I think um, it's you know really attraction of firms into the organization happens at the at the state level. And I'm really interested in advancing um, the value proposition for for small firms and having them understand how the national organization serves them. Um, I uh, because they spend a lot of money that goes to the national organization, and I know that you know right now times are good. Sometimes when times aren't so good, we have member firms uh, resign because they're not sure of that value proposition. So I'm really interested in advancing that. Well, I, I do look forward to working with you and accomplishing that and uh, a lot of the other challenges that we have kind of facing us and in, in, in the industry in the year ahead. And uh, Janice Marchers, thank you so much for joining us. And um, I hope that um, this uh, this uh, two days is, is worthwhile and that, um, you know, we, we are ready to get to work. Um, and, and, and I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much, Jeff. I appreciate it. And again, this has been Engineering Influence, a podcast of the American Council of Engineering Companies. We'll see you next time.